0: All right, welcome to a Cubs podcast to be named later. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. How's everyone doing? We good? Thanks to everyone who's been listening and checking out the podcast. This is episode number five. It's coming at you a little bit late. They've been typically going every, I think I've been releasing every Monday the last couple weeks. The first week I was just like, let's talk Cubs, baby. And I was throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what stuck. But basically throughout the off season, I'll probably be, probably be Sorry, everyone, releasing every Monday. Also, let me apologize that the sound is a little bit weird on this one. I'll be straight up with you guys. I um I got an ear situation going on. I compacted earwax in my ear. This happened to me a couple years back. I uh look, I'm I'm hygienic. I clean my ears, but I'm I they grow back so quickly. Like I'll clean up my ears, be like, all right, cool. They look good. And then the next day I'll be like, how the hell do I have more earwax? It's, it's really, it's disgusting. I'm embarrassed by it. I can't believe I'm telling the Cubs podcast world about it, but I just want you to know if the hearing, if the audio is a little bit weird, it's because I've I've got headphones on, but my hearing has been muffled and it sucks as a stand up comedian to have that happen because I I did four shows at the laugh factory over the weekend. Uh, Three of the four were very, very fun, but, um, I'll tell you why the one show wasn't fun on my other podcast. Check out the Joe Kilgallen podcast, everyone. But this one has to be all Cubs. And I come at you when I talk baseball, which I'm going to, I'm going to preview the World Series a little bit. But I'm going to break it down from a Cubs fan's perspective. I'm going to have, present the Cubs angle. And I'm going to go off on some more on Twitter in just a moment or two. But as a comedian, when you're hearing, you you, you need to hear. It's all about timing. So much of comedy is timing. And I feel like my timing was just like half a second off because I got one ear that I could, I really could barely hear out of my right ear. So, again, apologies up front. But hopefully everyone's enjoying their off season. Halloween is rapidly approaching. I've been working out for my costume and growing a beard. That's all I'm going to tell you. You'll see my costume when when it's time. When, uh, when October 31st rolls around, you'll see I'm pretty proud of it. Obviously, I'm not going to parties or anything like that because people are still... I don't know what's going on. We got that that COVID is starting to rear its ugly head again. Just heard some bad news about some stuff spiking. Just we, we, uh we wear masks. Everybody We wash our hands, social distance enough. You know what I mean? Can we stop making love to bats? Stop having sex with bats. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but let's it's, it's driving me nuts because I'm really, I'm trying to figure out the Cubs off season budget. And if numbers were going down, I would feel more confident projecting the fact that fans will be back at Wrigley. And isn't that what we all want? We want to be back at beautiful Wrigley field come April, you know, that's what we want. But for some reason people are still just not, you can't just, you can't stand for a little bit. You have to say yes to every little thing. I know, I know what happened. Well, some businesses were able to open back up again and everyone just kind of forgot about it. You got back to your routine. And I understand that we all want to be back to our routine. But it's not, it's not gonna, it's gonna keep getting prolonged if we just keep being scummy about it. Okay. Let's brush our teeth. Let's floss. Let's clean our ears properly. No more q-tips. This is directly to me. I'm also I also filmed this podcast, those of you listening on audio. So I'm staring at myself. Stop jamming q-tips too far in your ear. What are you stupid? What are you new? All right, enough about that. Let's get into some baseball. The World Series stage is set. That's probably why I was a little bit late on this podcast, too. I wanted to wait for the the final results. You don't want to, like, do a podcast after game six and have nothing to really talk about in the future. We've got the Los Angeles Dodgers of Los Angeles. I know they're not really called that, but I like to play with it. And the Tampa Bay used to be Devil Rays. Rays. They will be facing off in the World Series, the great fall classic. And it's interesting. It is interesting. There's gonna be a lot of narratives that the national media will push on you with this one. Um, number one, actually, you know what? I'm gonna wait on the World Series. Let's talk about this guy. There's a Cubs Twitter account that everyone's been quote tweeting and responding to and retweeting. And that is, I'll name him. Why not? Maybe this isn't professional of me to call out someone like this, but I'm gonna do it. Matthew Trueblood is your name, which is a name where I feel like I should love. My father's name is Matthew. My eldest son's name is Matthew. True Blood is also was a show I caught a couple episodes of on HBO. never really got into it, but sometimes I was like, oh, there's some nipples and then there's a lot of blood. This is weird, but I, I watched some of it. Combine them should be a great name, but when you have bad opinions, I think that's a stupid name. Not the Matthew part, but True Blood. Get out of here with that. It's a made up name. Were you, your parents in a carnival or something? Huh? You got fucking dumbass opinions. I'll tell you that. Now I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed about this because you all know. I am freaking true blue Cubs fan here, diehard loyalist, and I don't look. Look, we could all have negative opinions, but this isn't a negative opinion. It's not. It's an factually incorrect statement he made, calling this era of Cubs baseball a failure. A failure, mind you, which is just what. What rock have you been under? I am wearing right now a 2016 World Series championship shirt. Joe, stop living in the past. It's a long sleeve shirt. And it's chilly out. Also, I will celebrate this till the day I die. It's just different for the Cubs. And again, this wasn't a one and done thing. This wasn't a, a 97, 2003 Marlins, which by the way, you would have asked Cubs fans in the past. They would have definitely had that too. And by when I refer to those teams, meaning sold out for that one year run and then they won it and great. Well, now we got to blow it up. No, look, this team. And the window is not closed. A lot of the future is uncertain. Yes, I'll grant you that. And let me reiterate. Yes, of course, I I am a big believer in preaching being a positive Cubs fan. Because I think that's what the people who I want to see at Wrigley. I want 40,000 people who aren't going to give up after the second inning when we're down three zip. That's how I, you know. But I know Twitter is a different beast. I still am not going to accept it. I'm going to keep fighting the good fight. And when I see tweets like this one from Matthew Trueblood. That is just insanely stupid and incorrect. Let me see. Did I quote this moron before? Did I quote tweet him. And look, maybe he's a nice person, but his 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 tweets are really really dumb. Where did I post that one? I need to find it now. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't mean to sing. Ah, uh, where did it go? I wanted to get the exact words right. You know what? Anyway, here. I'll find it. I'm sorry, guys. This isn't good for a podcast. Come on, Joe, do your homework, prepare a little bit better. He writes for baseball prospectus, which is like something I I own a couple of their books. I respect them, but I don't know what happened to him or or why they do. They know about this. Is he just a troll? I thought like this is a troll tweet to tweet saying these last five to 10 years of Cubs baseball have been a failure. And he said that they're no better off than they were. And after the 2011 season, which Theo Epstein famously took over to 2011 Cubs, do you guys remember the 2011 Cubs? Now, again, look, you know, again, like I've said, true blue, sunny-eyed bright-eyed, sunny eyed or bright eyed, always the sunny optimist Cubs fan. I am, but I could also be honest. I can be honest. And I, 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 am honest. I just don't like to dive into like negative town, especially on this group of Cubs players who have brought us so much joy and happiness, but I will talk about the 2011 Cubs. That team sucked. Great players individually. My guy, Ryan Dempster, love him. He was on that team. Aramis Ramirez was on that team. D Lee, Derek Lee, a lot of great players. But as a team, and as like a team with like, they were a team without direction. That's the thing that like those past moves. And I love Jim Hendry for some of the runs we had under him and a wonderful man by all accounts. But as far as an organization with direction, the 2003 Cubs are, well, That's the, I didn't mean to say that, but the two thousands, mid two thousands Cubs didn't really have that, you know, you could make free, you could try to build a winner through mostly free agency while developing young play. Like the Yankees have kind of done that, you know, sustained well with like, uh, meaning we'll develop an Aaron judge and some other people make the right trades and then supplement with some big free agent signings. So I'm not completely dismissing the free agent route that those late two thousands Cubs teams took. But right after they lost, when they lost in 09, they didn't make the playoffs. They were like 83-win team, I believe, after winning the divisions in 07 and 08. They kind of, going into 2009, made. I, I don't know. I feel like he shook it up way too much for the sake of shaking it up. Meaning trading a Mark DeRosa and Kerry Wood going to uh, not resigning Kerry Wood. They replaced DeRosa with Milton Bradley because they wanted left-handed. And granted, Milton Bradley was coming off a season which had like an over 900 OPS, but just got to know who's going to fit in with your team and that was the guy that just uh, looking back was a terrible signing three-year deal i think they got rid of him after year one had to eat a lot of that money and never really did anything else with seattle remember we got carlos silva in that move and then he started eight and oh, which we should have then traded immediately because i think his dip was probably like a nine and a half we were just getting really lucky and also wins winning and losses don't really tell the whole story as we know but yeah, do we really think the 2011 Cubs with Mike Quaddy leading the team who made such stupid moves as having James Russell move to the starting rotation? Do you know why I couldn't stand that move? James, Rus- James Russell, when he was used out of the bullpen the previous season and even that year in 2011 before the move to the rotation, was primarily used as a left-handed specialist. Meaning you bring him in to face a lefty. He gets the lefty out. Good job. Hit the showers. Have a beer after the game. You earned it. That's it. A guy that pitched a third of an inning and two thirds of an inning here, there. A lefty only specialist. You move that guy to the starting rotation. Maybe like he's got a strong arm. He's durable. Could last a bunch of innings. It's still incredibly stupid because the other team is going to load up on righties. You wouldn't let him face righties out of the pen, and you're going to go. All right. Here's the first inning, and there are three best righties on the team. You're gonna your face right now. I wonder how this will play out. Just dumb moves like that. And so for this guy who writes for Baseball Prospectus, uh, Matt Trueblood, it's just such bad opinions. All right, I gotta find the exact thing here. Let's see what's the tweet. Oh, man, he's responding so many because he's responding to because everyone's been giving him such a hard time because his post was so stupid. All right, here we go. Four hours ago, the Theo Epstein Cubs regime which is either over or functionally over, not true, has been a failure. I know they won a title, but this front office was supposed to turn the Cubs into perennial winners, the Heartlands, Yankees, slash Dodgers. They're no closer to that goal than they were in 2011. Okay, besides a lot of the obvious what's wrong with this tweet, let's reference the Heartlands, Yankees, and Dodgers reference. Dodgers, they're in the World Series. I know they've been in the World Series now two of the last three years. Perennial division winner, weak division. Uh, Haven't won a World Series since 1988. The Yankees, despite almost the top payroll, always top one, two, or three ever in baseball history every year. Haven't won a World Series since 2009. Now, to say the Heartlands version of those teams is kind of hilarious because I know he's going East Coast, West Coast is what his thing is. But he could have then said, could have been the new Cardinals, or they could have like took over the Cardinals spot as being the top dog in the heartland. The Cardinals have been more successful than the Yankees and Dodgers over the last 20 years, 20 years now. Cause the Yankees had that late nineties teams, but no last 20 years. What am I talking about? Damn dude. If you were born in the year 2000, you turned 20 this year. Shit. All right. Sorry. just got a real weird. I'm old now thing. Yeah. So the Cardinals have been successful in both those franchises. That's, I just want to point that out as another you know, flaw in his tweet to say, it's been a failure is crazy. One of the things he responded to, because everyone's been like, are you out of your mind? They've been to the past five of the last six years, three NLCS appearances and the world series victory. That was the 2016 Cubs. His response to these replies was that he would rather a team be like the way the Dodgers have been but he didn't even say had the Dodgers world series appearance success. He's responded to such stupid things where he said, I would rather than be near the top of the league every single year than have a world series title. I'll say that again to let it sit in. I would rather be at or near the top of the league every year than win a world series title. What I thought for sure. I'm like, this guy isn't a Cubs fan. Then he's not a Cubs fan. No Cubs fan would say that. Oh, you're a baseball writer and you're a Cubs fan and that's your opinion. You would rather division titles every year than the Cubs World Series. So he's saying, get rid of 2016. He doesn't want the ring. He wants them to win the NL NL Central 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. All NL Central flags, no World Series flag. That's more satisfying and more enjoyable to him as a fan than winning the whole fucking thing. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. As stupid as he is about this. Again, I'm trying to be a good person here. Maybe he's very bright in other areas of the world. Maybe he's a snazzy dresser. Doubt it, but still. As stupid as he is in this regard, I am just as dumb for responding to any of it, but we all fell for the bait. And that's why I'm thinking, I'm like, this guy just must be a classic troll, but he didn't link an article or anything to it. There's no way. Did he gain followers from this? I'll have to check that out. There's websites where you could see if someone gained, uh, how many followers someone gains on Twitter per day. I'll look it up. I can't imagine people are like, this is someone I want to follow. He got ratioed like a mother on this too. those of you don't know what that is i only just recently found out it means basically when more people uh, use your tweet to rip on you than to actually be like it's good it gets like two likes and everyone else is like this is garbage it's just so bad it's so bad i can't you know how that and then people are like you're not a cubs fan and his thing was yeah i am i am a cubs fan but i guess i'm just not that type of cubs fan Imagine, I want all the Cubs fans who are listening, who I imagine you guys all agree with me, you want the World Series ring. That was so important. Imagine if we didn't win in 2016. I know, I don't want to either. I don't want to either. It's sadness. But imagine we didn't. And imagine we're here in 2020 and we still haven't won. We would be at 112 years, right? Because 17 would have been 9, 10, 11, 112. 112. And not only that, but the excruciating feeling of coming so close and then not succeeding. I have friends who are Dodgers fans and they have been very frustrated these last few years. They've been calling for Dave Roberts head. They've been, you know, um, they've obviously enjoyed the sustained success. The regular season has been fun for them where they know, Hey, we're going to be around 95 to hundred wins almost every year, these last few years, but they want their ring because they know. What What is that famous line in the movie Moneyball? Billy Bean says, if you don't win the last game of the year, none of it matters. And he's right. He is right. That's one of the most important lines of that movie. There's a lot of important information in that movie as a baseball fan. And not even a baseball fan. There's life lessons there, right? What do they Oakland A's do? What was Moneyball really about? The people who dismiss the whole sabermetrics movement are just like, oh, they, they walk a lot. In guys who walk, huh? Well, everyone figured that out. Nah, it's more than that. It's about finding value where nobody else was looking for value. The Kansas City Royals that won a World Series in 2015, they had a, a version of Moneyball. They were shortening games by having an absolute stud bullpen and they were base stealing. Tons of base stealers on that team. They were running. And so it kind of made where it's like, oh, they're doing something that no other team is doing. So they kind of were like, we have a team with limited resources. We'll put our value in these two, our money in. And resources into these areas and see how it plays out and they went to back-to-back world series unfortunately it all fell off a cliff for them because they're not a major market and they couldn't sustain and then the development kind of went a little bit south um but they got some they got some bats coming out along the way soon i don't care i don't know i'm not really gonna examine the Kansas City royals and why they didn't sustain success more they went to back-to-back world series and i think their 2013 team was a team on the rise too but my point is this this has been the golden era of Cubs baseball in our lifetime. Someone could argue, oh, the early 1900s, sure, fine. Could go visit your great-grandfather and talk to him about it at his gravestone. But this has been an amazing era. And no matter what happens in the 2020 season, it's been uh, – or 2021, I should say, because that'll be the final year of Theo's contract. Um, and I don't think the regime is over because I believe Jed will replace him. Um, I'm still holding out hope that Theo might come back. The press conference made it seem like – it would be time for him to transition to something else. But then he also said, never say never. So I'm hoping uh, Chicago just hits differently for him. And he decides, you know what? Still a lot of, a lot of titles to win here. And also after 2021, there was like hardly any money like guaranteed on the payroll. I think I brought this up a little bit on the last episode. After this upcoming season, 2021, the guaranteed money for the 2022 season is you Darvish which would be a very affordable 20, 21 million dollars or 22 million dollars. Kyle Hendricks at like 14. million. Uh, Hayward will still be at like 23 million. And David Bodie, four players. And David Bodie's contract is that AAV hit is three million a year, but even for that year it'll be almost like two million or something like that. Or maybe it'll be at three million then. But even so, that's and then you'll be a year closer to Braylon Marquez being the guy that we all project him to be. He's only 21. We'll see Adbert L. Zelay for a full season. He'll be in the rotation all of 2021. And then you'll be closer to Brennan Davis. You'll be closer to a couple other prospects. So yeah, some exciting times after that season, plus all that money, you can make some smart free agent choices. And, you know, I'm not saying those would be on four. I, I anticipate Anthony Rizzo, not anticipate. He better get a contract extension, Anthony Rizzo. So he'll be on that team. Uh, Wilson Contreras, will be on that team too, actually. What am I saying? Wilson Contreras will still be on 2022, 2021, 2022 Contreras, but he's, he's not a guaranteed contract because it's arbitration. So there's like guys like they'll have under control. and Happ will be under control. Nico Horner will be under control. Obviously there's, there's hitters they'll They'll still retain the rights to, but I'm saying as far as like guaranteed, this is definitely in the, in the blueprints of what that season could look like saying that, that there does not need to be this doom and gloom. The window is closing Cubs fan thing. And the fans who are thinking that way, I get it. You've been hurt before. Uh, And you think we have to rebuild again. And the rebuild of 2012 to 2014 was long. You don't want to go through three seasons like that again. I'm telling you, you won't have to go through three seasons like that again. And as fans, we we shouldn't have to accept that. And that's another great thing of the Theo era. Even the Theo haters who are the stupidest people in the world, you need to understand he's the one that brought you to this culture, this culture of expecting a winner every year which we should, I want to, I want to expect a winner every year. And if it's going to be one of those things where, Hey, no, we're not going to spend and we're going to take a, several steps back and, and completely gut this team and trade everybody. And okay. Then expect empty seats because I'm not going to spend money on that. Got the highest ticket prices in the league in a new network. I don't anticipate the Cubs doing that. I don't, I think they're, they're, much smarter on the business side than that. All right. Now, before I give, I'm not giving that guy any more attention. Just, just know you, we don't have to entertain the trolls anymore, but again, I'm not going to call him a troll because a troll does something to do. They'll click on my article. I don't think he's a troll. I think he's just a bad baseball fan. I think that's it. And I think, again, I've said this before. I think some of the Theo Epstein haters are haters because they don't like the idea of not being the smartest person themselves. And so they, they, whenever they, you know, there are some people they hear about how smart a guy is and they go, mm, I don't like smart people. So therefore I'm going to look to tear him down somehow. Every little mistake I'll overanalyze. I'll say, ooh, see, is he that smart there? That wasn't a good con You know, I'll still go to battle with the, I'll go to war with Theo i any day of the week. Seriously, if you, if Major League Baseball for some reason inside we are stripping all 30 franchises down to the studs, who are you picking to start your franchise from scratch? I'm taking Theo all day, all day, every day, 100 times on Sundays. Now let's talk about this Dodgers-Rays World Series that's coming up, and I'll give you my Cubs fan perspective on that. Dodgers, they came back from 3-1. They were the better team. I was rooting for Atlanta. I, Even though I lived in L.A. for three years and liked L.A. as a city and going to Dodger games were fun-ish, their fan base sucks. I don't like a lot of Dodger fans obviously if I'm friends with you and you're listening to this, I, you're not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about in general. There's just like, there is a jerk nature to a lot of these fans. Um, I remember this one time being at a Dodger game and these, these guys, we didn't know who they were. They're just sitting by us, but they were just giving a shit the whole game. Not even like in a fun way. Like there could be fun ways to do it. And they, they weren't even fun. And then they took off early and get this. And I know everyone's like, what's the traffic? It's the LA traffic. Traffic's a bitch. I lived there for three and a half years. Chicago's traffic's worse. It is. It's worse. I know Wrigley, you can take buses and trains too, and you can't really do that so much with Dodger Stadium, although they do have like a bus express now and all that. And you could park in um, Echo Park neighborhood and walk up Vin Scully Drive. It's called now, but yeah, it's, they're not that strong of a fan base. They're just not, and that's okay, but don't carry yourself like you are. And that's kind of like the annoyance I have with Dodger fans lately. Um, and then there's that side of Cubs fandom that I only see on Twitter, and it's such a small percentage, that has started to be like, see, look at the Dodgers now. And I'm like, again, they don't – yeah, if the Dodgers win a ring this year, then you could probably say the last five years have had a better run. Sure. But I bring this up because I want to talk about Andrew Friedman. The Tampa Bay Rays held off the Astros and good on them because no one wants to see the Astros in the World Series – Cause they're, they're cheaters and they suck. Um, I think a few of their players though, I would consider signing in the off season cause they actually had good years this year and clearly they weren't cheating this year. They'd be insane if they were able to figure that out again. Um, and, and it's tough. I, I think, yeah, we all, everyone on social media, it's so easy to say, why didn't one person stand up and call it out when it was happening? <sighs> yeah, it'd be nice. Maybe one of them will write a book one day about how it's, Hey, the big dogs on the team started doing it. And when you're young and you don't know any better, and we all got we went along with it, even though it killed me and it was a pit in my stomach that made me just go, ah, we shouldn't be doing this. And and good on Mike Fierce for calling that out. But yeah, I don't want to, you know, we, we all hate the Astros. We know what they did. And, um, and shame on them and shame on Major League Baseball for not punishing them enough. There was a sliver of me that thought, you know, if they won it all, maybe that would really make Major League Baseball Uh, maybe that would cost Rob Manfred his job and everything would get just completely changed. Like the real change that we need, because I love the sport of baseball so much and I love, I love the game and I love the league, but we all know there's just some areas where it's like, and it's what's killer is that you, we everyone can see it. There's so many easy little fixes that can be made. that could just completely change the game and for the better, not like change the game, but just, Improve upon the game, make it more entertaining. Embrace what's happening. Um, there's just there's so much. To, there's no reason for baseball to be lagging the other sports. I say that, but then every now and then I'm like, I don't care. Let the other sports be more popular. Makes it easier for me to get a ticket. You know. Okay, so the Rays had the third lowest payroll in baseball. The Dodgers have the second highest payroll in baseball. Some people keep tweeting that the Cubs are the second highest. No, we don't. We had the second highest for like a lot of the 2019 season, even though we didn't add any money. It was just some arbitration raises and contracts. We still had in the books, but, uh, we actually finished 2019. I think third or fourth in payroll after the other, you know, there's always mid season moves that add to teams payrolls. And then this year we were seventh in payroll. Cause again, we didn't add anything. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to be clear on that. Cause I think I saw my guy, the cap man, David Kaplan say like the Cubs are second in payroll. And I was like, no, we we haven't been actually for um, for two years or so. And even when we won the World Series, we weren't first in payroll. We were maybe top four or five in 2015. We were like eighth, I think. It wasn't. It was after 2015 we made the big free agent splashes that really knocked the payroll up. I mean, Lester was on the 2015 squad. He was the really the only high priced guy. Everybody else was very cheap. Okay. Now the narrative again. So the narrative will be rich team Dodgers, poor team Rays. And then the backstory will be the Andrew Friedman connection. Andrew Friedman was with the Rays from 2005 to 2013 was his final season. Or 2014 was his final season. Then he went to the Dodgers starting in the 2015 season. So this will be his sixth year. He just finished his sixth season with the Dodgers. And he, took, he was the man in charge when the Rays went to the World Series in 2008. Now, people talk a lot about him, and I think he's done a very good job. I think he's actually great at what he does. He's probably one A to one B to Theo's one A, if you ask me, because Theo's still the best executive in baseball. Obviously, there's there's a few other good guys too out there. Um, maybe that'll be an off season episode where I really break down front offices. But I want to be fun about it too. I don't want to just bore you guys with it. Again, this is my World Series preview. It's gonna be if you want like roster breakdowns and all this kind of stuff, you listen to another podcast. But if you want me to tell you why I think I, I, I how I feel about one franchise that has a hundred fans and another franchise that has 50,000 in every game, but only a hundred of them are cool. That's what you're going to get out of this one. Friedman. I was looking at the 2008 race. He had very little to do with that team. I'm not kidding. And, and you look at the Dodgers. He, he, both of his situations, he's inherited great farm systems. I'm not denying that he is as a talent and as great at what he does, but for people to automatically try to say he's better than Theo, you know, that Matthew Trueblood talked about 2011 cut, like Theo Epstein came in after 2011 Cubs. Our scouts didn't own cell phones. They'd there's reports about email, not even having, we were a franchise in 2011 operating like one in 1962. We were so far behind and so many different facets of the game. And he took that and in five years brought us to one of the tops in baseball, capping it off with a World Series victory. Andrew Friedman took over the 2015 Dodgers, who the year before in 2014 won 95 games and won the NL West title. They had a lot of great players. He got rid of some big contracts that weren't adding up. By being clever and packaging them together, and doing some moves like that, and throwing in a prospect or two to sweeten deals, and was smart enough to hold on to the really good prospects that were drafted by the previous Dodgers administration. So I give him a lot of love there. But for people to act like he's Bellinger, not his guy; Seager, not his guy; Kershaw, not his guy; Urias, the guy who came in through the last three or four innings last night, not his guy. You know, Dustin May, pretty sure not his guy. He did, Walker Bueller was his. That other dude with the weird last name that pitched an inning or two yesterday. Stupid facial hair. Um, I forget his name, Gostin, Gostin or something, or Ghost again, I don't know. He's, seems like a very Viking last name. But uh, yeah, not his players. Uh, Turner, not his guy. Uh, Taylor, I might be his guy. I might have been one of his first drafts. No, Taylor's not his guy. Um, I wish I had it all in front of me recently. But anyway. There's a, you know, there's a lot of really good players there. And then people are saying, yeah, but look at that Mookie Betts trade. Yes. Great trade. Great extension. Mookie Betts, best player, not named Mike Trout over the last few years. Do you know who drafted Mookie Betts? Theo Epstein in his last draft with Boston took Mookie Betts in the fifth round. Again, I'll give, I'll give Friedman a lot of credit. He's done max Muncie was a great find. He's got some great moves. He drafted Will Smith, the catcher, who hit a home run off of Will Smith, and it blew everyone's mind. You know, shout out to whoever tweeted uh, this is a story all about how this game got flipped turn upside down. That was a good one. Damn it, Braves! I was really rooting for the Braves. Braves are a fun team. Uh, all right. Well, so and I was looking at the 2008 Rays. He drafted Evan Longoria. That was his big pick. His first big pick, first round. Can't miss, really. He was like a stud. They had it. They they had low draft picks. To me, that's the thing. Now let's talk about the rich team, poor team thing. A lot of people make the tweet about the Rays, third lowest payroll, and right there in the World Series. See, you don't need to spend crazy. That's a that's the wrong mentality to have. If you're a Cubs fan, you don't want us to be the Rays. You don't because we pay the highest ticket prices in baseball. If you want us to be the Rays, If you're going to tell me right now, if the ownership says we're going to do what the Rays did because we think you don't need to spend $200 million to win a World Series, we're going to start spending $50 million and just do it their style. I'll be like, okay, because as a fan, I just want winning. So if you're going to tell me we're going to be winning 90 games every year, great. Bring my bleacher ticket prices back to where they were in 1997 when on my 13th birthday, my dad gave me 40 bucks and I bought four tickets for my friends for a total of $24 and the remaining $14. I stuffed my face with hot dogs and souvenir Pepsis. So can we do that then? If we're, if we're going to lower, no, they're probably not going to do that. That's my point. If we're going to have the highest ticket prices in baseball and old styles are going to cost, uh, I'm going to need a co-signer for, then I expect a payroll right up there with the Yankees and Dodgers and Red Sox and the Phillies and all these other teams that spend like powerhouses. That's the way it is. And let me also remind people, the reason the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays of the world don't haven't won a World Series, and I'm hoping the Rays do this year, and I, I was rooting for Oakland when the Cubs got knocked out, I switched to Oakland. I, I like the Oakland A's a lot, is because they can't afford to get that one player that brings them over the top. We see this a lot with these poor teams, the A's and the Rays. They make the playoffs, they make the playoffs, but they always seem to come up short. Now, some people might say, oh, the playoffs are a crapshoot. True, very true. The playoffs are 100% a crapshoot. But say the Cubs operated like the Rays. The 2015 Cubs then don't go out that following offseason and pick up a Ben Zobrist. They're not going to add that. They look at their future expenditures and go, we can't afford Ben Zobrist even though the Cubs got him at a pretty solid deal, four years, 56 million, that was a great contract. They go, we can't afford him. We're going to roll the dice on Castro again, or they would have traded Castro signed. Maybe a guy real cheap one year, $3 million deal, or maybe they give the the shot. So then you're thinking, Oh, well, Tommy, Lestella actually is a really awesome ball player. I like Lestella. I kind of hope the Cubs bring him back this off season. He's the type of bet we need. So then, but then, okay. You're 2016 Cubs. Have an infield of Addison Russell and La or Bias just gets the shot every day. My point is still a competitive team, but without Ben Zobris, they don't win the 2016 World Series. The Ben Zobris type signings that these poorer teams can't afford to do is truly what does prevent them from getting over that hump in October. That's that can't be taken away. And that's also why these the front offices of these teams look better. They look better because they don't take the chances because they can't afford to. They have more time to wait for a player to get good. They have more time because they, they don't make the moves that pushes them over the top. So they get to sit there and be like, all right, we'll just wait for this guy to develop. We'll just wait. Cubs fans, you would have been furious. You would have been freaking furious. Yankee fans would have been furious. Dodger fans would have been Furious. Red Sox fans, I don't know. Dodger fans get angry. Do you even get angry as a sports fan out there? I know they've been pissed lately. Actually, I I talked to a lot of them after they got knocked out in the division series last year. Got knocked out in the first round last year. Everybody, don't forget that. And yeah, they were. I mean, the Cubs even make it last year. I get that too. But those Dodger fans were mad, anyhow. You would be furious as a Cubs fan if after 2015 getting swept in the NLCS, we didn't do the moves it took necessary to get us to that next level. Because if we don't add a Zobrist, even a Hayward, obviously, because that speech, don't discount that speech. Or Lackey. Lackey was very big during the regular season, a lot of innings. I know he didn't really take off in the playoffs, but you're telling me that veteran mindset in that clubhouse wasn't felt? They all love Lackey. He, they, those guys, him and Lester, came a long way from the chicken and beer fiasco of the 2011 Red Sox. They grew up, they matured, and the younger players loved them for it. They learned a lot. So they don't, you don't make those moves. Do the 2016 Cubs still make the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. I think they're a wild card, though. I'd have to check to see what the Cardinals and Brewers finished that season. We won 103 games. We just absolutely smoked people. We dominated. But think about that. Say they don't sign Hayward. So they go into 2016. I want to keep this close to half an hour, but I kind of like where I'm at with this, right? Do I save this one for another time? This is a big tease. This is a big tease right here. Uh, no, we'll do it real quick. 2016 Cubs, so no big signings, because again, we're the Rays now. Pretend we're the Rays, which is what some people want for some reason, even though it's Chicago, major fucking market. We're the Rays now. We lost. We lost in the LCS. So close. Oh man, we we got there. We got swept by the Mets. All right, what do we do? What's our offseason plans? Well, we don't have money. Again, we're the Rays. So now we go into 2016. Here's our team. You got Left field, Kyle Schwarber, center field, Dexter. Fowler. Oh, who knows Dexter Fowler, actually? It's actually Amora. They probably just bring up Amora a little sooner or sign a one-year stopgap type guy because maybe Fowler doesn't come back then. You know? There's a good chance Fowler does not resign. Maybe he takes that deal with Baltimore. Think about that. So now let's just say we they go whatever. Let's bring up Amora a little early. And then you have, or they start Chris Coghlan in center, and then you have Jorge Soler in right field. Three games in the season, Kyle Schwarber. Well, I guess if Fowler's not out there, maybe Schwarber doesn't get injured. But still, let's just say major injuries happen. So now you have a major injury. You don't have the flexibility anymore because you couldn't afford to sign a Ben Zobrist. So now he doesn't go out to left. Your infield still looks good. A Bryant, Addison Russell. Although I know in 2016 we didn't know Addison Russell was the bad guy that we know him as now. But you know. Don't argue with me on this point. And Baez then starts at second. Maybe he platoons a little with Stella because Baez was still young ish in 2016. So you're still like, I don't really know if he's an everyday guy yet. Rizzo at first, Montero, and Ross behind the plate. That team still, I think, makes the playoffs, but who? I don't even know if they do. Without Fowler, without Zobrist, I don't know. I Actually, I'm going to say maybe they don't make the playoffs in 2016. I think they're still competitive, but maybe they don't. But then you could say well maybe they would have taken their prospect capital and made a trade. All right, well now you're taking prospect capital away early. Cuz some people even said the 2015 Cubs arrived earlier. Nobody thought the 2015 Cubs would win 97 games. Even me, diehard, you know, Joey Cubs over here, I thought they'd win 88 games and compete for the second wild card. I actually think I predicted I used to have another podcast, so I'll I'll find the audio. I'm not lying. I believe I predicted 88 wins and they'd be the second wild card. Which they were the second wild card, but at 97 wins a little different, you know. Uh so again, yes, I applaud the Rays, I applaud the Oakland A's of the baseball world. You are showing that you could still compete in this very unfair game of teams with massive payrolls like the Yankees and Dodgers, and teams with very little payroll like your Pirates, Rays, and A's. But if you're a fan. You shouldn't root to want to be there unless you live in those cities, of course, but you shouldn't be like, I wish the Cubs were the Rays or A's because you know why you wouldn't have this ring. And I'm pointing to my wedding ring, which I'm actually wearing this time. Last time I pointed to my ring on the podcast, wasn't wearing it, couldn't find it, ended up finding it. It was in my car. There you go. Took it off to play softball. It was in my little change dish. So as far as the World Series goes, I'm going to predict the Tampa Bay Rays in six they're uh, a very fun, exciting team. Uh, the Dodgers are good. They're great. The Dodgers are a great team too. I can't take away from them. There's a lot of there's players I like on that team, but I don't want them to win. Uh, I don't because I still want the Cubs. to have had the best last five, six year run of any team. And we do have that right now. So some people say, well, the Astros won a world series. Also went to a world series. So that's two appearances versus the Cubs. One, they cheated. They're cheaters. So if you ask any baseball fan, to, to rate who had the best 2015 to 2020 it's the Cubs unless the Dodgers win in 2020 and then pe- people will de- have the right to say Dodgers and then the Cubs will have the second best run. I'll still take that though. I'll still take that. You know, if you went from 2010 to 2020, that's clearly the giants. They won three rings. I'm just saying it. Let's, let's all be smart enough. I'm talking to myself really with this as Cubs fans to ignore the Twitter haters. We're going to have a lot of fun this off season. There's, a lot of possibilities. That's why I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be an off season that's gonna have some some downs, some like, ah, oh, damn, you know, because there is gonna be end. There's gonna be ends to certain players' eras. I believe that will happen, but there's gonna be a lot to talk about, a lot to sort out, some exciting stuff. Um, change, change will be in the air uh, this fall slash winter of the off season. And hopefully it's a nice warm winter and it goes quickly because I, so I just think enough baseball, I got 62 games. It's not enough baseball. I need more of it. And I can't wait for um, this off season to really kick in gear. So hopefully you actually raise, sweep them, just sweep them. Let's end this quickly. Cause it's uh it's exciting times. And I love the hot stove season. Cause you get to try to be GM yourself and you realize how freaking hard it is. All right, everybody. That's been our Cubs podcast to be named later. Episode number five or six. So, I'm just off of my numbers today. And uh, tell your friends, uh, starting after the World Series, I'm going to start having guests on um, some really fun ones that you'll like a lot. I've, I've already started reaching out to a few people and we'll have really cool episodes. Because, again, when there's not everyday baseball to talk about, you have to get creative with some stuff. And I think I'm going to have some really fun things that you guys might really dig um, some comes memorabilia type stuff, some, you know, whatever happened to this guy type stuff, some really really fun if you're a person who likes to read deep into wikipedia of certain people we might go that route i think it's gonna be really cool and i want to thank everyone for listening um and as always as always go cubs